0: Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not so classic games of the 8 and 16 bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric.
1: And this week's game is Metroid 2 Return of Samus for the Nintendo Game Boy.
0: Metroid 2 Samus Returns was produced by R&D 1 and published by Nintendo and released in North America in November of 1991, then in Japan in January of 1992. Ooh. Just missing the holiday release. Weird. Uh, And then in PAL territories, May of 92. So not too far behind. Right on. And this game was produced, of course, by Gunpei Yokoi. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, also responsible for the first game, the creation of the Game Boy or the design of it. The design of the d Yeah. Legendary at Nintendo. We've talked about it many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this time I'm going to talk about the guys that directed this uh, game. Hiroji Kiyotake. Now, he was the designer on the first Metroid he, or for some of the graphics. And he's best known as designing the character model and you know whatever of Wario. Oh, okay. And then after this game, like he jumped ship and became Wario Man. Like,
1: Oh, fair enough. <laughs>
0: he uh, was at least a producer on like every Wario from this point on. Right on. And then the other uh, director of the game, Hiroyuki Kimura, uh, he became a producer of all of the 2D Mario stuff. Okay. So all of the remakes for the Game Boy Advance.
1: Right, right.
0: And then from that on, and he before this, he was an assistant on the original Metroid, Kid Icarus, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then after this, it was Mario Golf's, you know, producer designer on Wario Land's, Mario Land's, uh, right, all right. the way on up through the Wii U, New U, Mario, et cetera, et cetera. Cool. And uh, last thing he was co-producer on was uh, Super Mario Maker Two for the Switch. So wow, big bucks. Still rocking along there in the company all this time.
1: Yeah, he's a lifer.
0: Now, this game, there's not uh, as much information about its making as I was hoping to find. Yeah. But being a game made by R&D One, the people that made the Game Boy, this was definitely seen as like a pedigree project and, you know, a sequel to one of their own games from the Nintendo.
1: Right, right.
0: And therefore, they put a lot of effort and time into it, and it really shows off. They they thought of this as kind of like the high watermark of the Game Boy so far.
1: Well, that's, you know, a reasonable assertion, I would say, (laughs)
0: And uh, R&D1 was so proud of this game and loved it so much that when they went on to create the color Game Boy, they specifically kept one palette uh, internally known as the uh, Metroid palette that you could oh, toggle yeah. through and it makes the game pop where it makes Samus semi-correct colors, etc. Right, right. That's awesome. Now, this game did get a unofficial and an official remake. Yeah. Uh, the unofficial remake, AM2R, Return of Samus. It was put out there for a minute, and it's kind of done in the Super Metroid style. Okay. Um, And it was, of course, totally fan-made, but it got a lot of really good reviews. uh, And, of course, it was uh, taken down by Nintendo. Yeah. And then uh, one of the reasons they probably did that is because they were actually working on their own Metroid Samus Returns. Yeah. And that came out in 2017 on the 3DS. Right, right. My son played that one. He liked it a lot.
1: I've heard good stuff, but I have I haven't played it myself?
0: It's along the lines of Zero Mission, where it's not just a remake, it's kind of a reimagining in, in many ways.
1: That's that's what I heard. You know, and again I haven't played Zero Mission either, but it's supposed to be good stuff, rounds off some rough edges for some.
0: Yeah, I definitely like to I definitely want to check out both versions now. Mm-hmm. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Metroid 2 Samus Returns?
1: It is a side-scrolling uh, action-adventure platformer, might even say a Metroidvania.
0: You might, but we'll get into that more later, I
1: think. Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, this game is a sequel to Metroid, so it has a lot of the same moveset from that game. Mm-hmm. Of course, in this game you can jump, and one of the things Metroid's and Samus, the character for Metroid, is known for is her jump, and it is a very large and squirrely but in a good way jump.
1: It is and it's a unique jump you know you have the dual jump kind of where if you start to if you press the button and then press left or right you will just do a kind of standing jump but if you're holding left or right when you jump you will then do a flip.
0: Correct and those are different jumps because when you are jumping as the flip you cannot shoot. Right. But you also I think get more of an arc to your jump.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, the other jump, the standing jump, as you called it, when you do that, you can shoot while you're in the air with that jump as well. Right. And they also become more important later on with different upgrades. That's true. Now, this jump, like we said, uh, is not only tall, but you can very easily change direction during this jump and move left and right.
1: Yeah, you have a lot of play.
0: And I think even more so than the NES version, at least the uh, control it... over it.
1: Yeah, I haven't. It's, it's been a long time since I've went back and played NES Metroid. That's
0: <laughs> Now, of course, in addition to jumping, you can also shoot. That is uh, Samus, the main character of this game. That is her main way of interacting with the world. It's by shooting everything that comes in her path. That's right. And uh, of course, like the coolest of all characters, she shoots out of an arm cannon.
1: Oh, yeah. Awesome.
0: Indeed. Now, your normal gun uh, has infinite ammo. And if you hold the button down, it is a constant fire.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: But you are not restricted to... Your standard arm cannon, you also have missiles or get missiles as the game goes on.
1: Yes, that's true. You know, similar to the first game, you press select to engage your missile mode and then you can shoot. They're much stronger than your... And slower. And slower and often required specifically to open certain doors or, you know, some things are just only missiles will work.
0: It's bosses and doors. That's really what you're holding those missiles onto for. Yeah, yeah. Now, a huge part of the Metroid uh, series is the ability to turn into a ball.
1: That's right. The morph ball.
0: And in this one, you just have that ability to begin with. Yeah, I think this started that kind of convention in the series, right? And you just press down. Uh, Well, actually, you press down from ducking, because that is a new thing you can do in this game, as opposed to the original.
1: That's right. You crouch and then turn. You have to double tap to become the ball.
0: But that's good, because when you are crouched, you can also shoot. Yeah,
1: it helps. It can aid in aiming.
0: Well, and it makes it so that a lot of the enemies that previously you could only kill with bombs, you can now use your gun on.
1: Sure, yeah.
0: And in ball form, you know, you can fit through smaller areas than you normally would. And then very early on in the game, you find the bomb upgrade for your ball form. Mm-hmm. And that allows you to drop th- three up to three bombs at a time Yeah. in ball form with your attack button.
1: That's right. They explode pretty quickly and can propel you.
0: Mm-hmm. and the way they work is that they remain stationary no matter where they are placed yeah until they explode now in a normal metroid you use these for exploration a lot yeah uh, destroying walls parts of the floor to propel yourself up into small cavities that's not done a ton in this game not not as much no but there are upgrades to the ball form as well which we'll get into and as you explore the world and shoot all the various things, they will leave behind one of two types of items. Yes. Tell me what they are, Nick.
1: Well, you can find either energy balls or missiles.
0: Yeah. And starting in this game, there are two sizes of energy balls.
1: That's right. You have your normal little one that gives you five
0: yeah, I think energy
1: so. points for your and- life meter, which starts full at 99, which is a nice quality yeah. of life improvement over Metroid 1. <laughs>
0: To, those are the most common. You'll find them most often when killing enemies.
1: Sure. Yes. And then later on in the game, you'll start to see the kind of larger medium sized energy ball that will give
0: you 20 points, I believe. And those are usually dropped by armored enemies. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, as you mentioned, this game, you do have a life meter, not like a bar. It is a count. That's right. Yes. And you start with 100, which is really nice. It's uh, I like being having that really granular uh, knowledge sure, of what sure. what damage is done to you
1: well and it's like when you compare it to the first metroid where you start with 30 yeah but you could you know your maximum is still 99 so you just have to you know where you're all right I'm grinding five points a piece to fill up my life before I even really
0: go anywhere better find those flower pots mm-hmm you also have the exact same type of meter for your uh, missiles that's right it'll you know it's a counter and then also you uh on your screen are told how many metroids are left that is true which is kind of the conceit of this game is you are here to eradicate all of the metroids in this on this planet that's right so you get your count i think it starts at 39 somewhere up there yeah and you must work it down to zero yes now there are no lives in this game because once it hits zero your uh, energy score it just is game over
1: you do have a save file and there are little save kind of pillars that you can use so if you do die you'll just warp back to your last save
0: and this is a battery save system so
1: yeah pretty cool
0: it saves all of your data uh and it is pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) it is pretty cool but like all of these gameplay sections the part everyone's waiting for is these fun power ups and the weapon upgrades Mm -hmm. and this game does not disappoint you have many of the old uh power ups and upgrades for their weapons coming back with some really cool new additions
1: Yeah, a lot of standout ones, you know, I would later recognize many of these. And, you know, they're in Super Metroid, you know, and just become standards for a long time. But a lot of them started here.
0: Indeed. Uh, Of course, you find the bombs early on, like we said. It's kind of weird that that's still an upgrade, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. They make you play without it for a moment. But your first real upgrade is to your gun, and that is the ice beam.
1: That's right. One of the several beams you can get.
0: It works just like the first game. It freezes an enemy, and then with uh, additional hits, it will kill an enemy. Yeah, but it's big uh, bonuses. You can then use those enemies as platforms to step on, or just to run past.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. And and of course, it's necessary to fight Metroids, as in the first game,
0: mm, as you will find out Mm-mm. towards the end of the game. <laughs> now, the next weapon upgrade you're going to find is probably the wave beam.
1: Yes, a you know it moves in a kind of sine wavy pattern.
0: Mm-hmm. a really big one though in this game bigger than the first game but i'm not 100 percent sure
1: gosh ah, it's been a while but it, it is i guess somewhat stronger than mm-hmm. the ice It game. is,
0: but just that big wave that makes it so you really don't have to aim nearly as much
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, sadly i didn't have this one for very long because i really enjoyed it
1: yeah it's pretty cool does it, it shoot through walls as well I don't,
0: I don't remember yes yes it does pass through walls
1: little bonus there
0: one thing we haven't mentioned so far is that just like in the first game once you get a new gun upgrade your old one is gone
1: that's true you can only have one beam at a time
0: but you can return to the place you got the old one and retrieve it if you want to go back yeah next up is the spazer laser beam spazer laser is this is where it came from i guess the spazer as it's called in the game Mm -hmm. and this is a well it's a spread gun but not in the traditional sense
1: no, it just shoots kind of three parallel beams in a, you know, this broad, broader than a single beam, of course.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's more powerful than the wave beam, but it can also hit, you know, a wider area, not as wide as the wave.
1: Yeah, this this was the the one I stuck with the most.
0: And these uh, bolts can also go through walls. Nice. Uh, and then finally, we have the plasma beam.
1: Yes, this is your strongest one. It shoots a big beam, a single beam that is uh like I said, the strongest. I don't know if it goes through walls, but it it's does. markedly stronger than the others. Oh, OK. Well, because
0: this is the tough, one I use right. the most once I got it.
1: I used it for a bit, but I kept getting frustrated because it's it's a little harder to aim.
0: It is. But know? as we'll get to, you don't really have to aim a lot. in the last part, No, of not game. really.
1: No, no. It's true. It's true.
0: And that's it for your gun upgrades. But it wouldn't be Metroid without some suit upgrades.
1: That's right.
0: They come in a twofold for this game. You have an upgrade to the suit and to the ball form. That's right. Which is awesome. Yeah. So let's start with the ball. Really early on, you get the spider ball upgrade.
1: That's right. It allows you, when you turn into the ball, you press down again, and you'll kind of change modes. You'll be able to see a difference, and then you can crawl along walls and ceilings.
0: Yeah, you get like a wavy kind of energy field around it. Something, yeah, yeah. It can be a little confusing to use because... You want to always hold down the direction you started going. Yeah. Uh, once you let go, then you have to reorientate, and now you have to press the direction you would be going.
1: Yeah, it is. A, it takes a little getting used to, of course. <laughs>
0: but once you're used to it, it's a tool that fits perfectly into Metroid.
1: Absolutely. It really uh, opens up a lot of places for exploration.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes it so now you have to go on every ceiling. Yep, yep. But, you know, I like it.
1: Yeah, yeah it helps you investigate
0: indeed and then the other upgrade to your ball form is spring ball
1: yeah it's a great little item that lets you jump while in
0: ball form it is amazing yeah it's it's a lot of fun you know uh, <laughs> yeah and you got a, quite a jump in the ball form
1: yeah and you can jump and then in midair turn on your spider ball and stick to a wall
0: yes and if, indeed that is actually like a great tactic for many rooms you need to explore
1: Yeah, you can move around a little faster than just going up the wall. You can like hop up a bit and do different cool things.
0: And, you know, I can remember as a kid, I would play a lot of the game in ball form just because it's faster. And with spring ball, you can hop right
1: around. Yeah, it's fun. It it is. It's just an item that's fun to use, I think.
0: I agree. I love it. It takes away the tedium of when you would be trapped in like a a divot or a thing before and you had to wait for a bomb to go Mm -hmm. off to knock you out of it, etc. Yeah. It just speeds up the gameplay in a lot of ways. And like you said, it's just fun. And then we have our suit upgrades. Yes, we do. Uh, starting with the Varia suit. That's
1: right. Returning from Metroid 1, this is your, your power up that, what does it have the damage you take? Mm-hmm. It reduces it significantly.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, and... Some people say it makes you move quicker.
1: Oh, yeah, maybe. But um, I don't know. And But I believe this is where, you know, because when you get it, you know, before it was just a different color. Mm-hmm but now you get the big shoulder pads as the upgrade.
0: Yeah, and uh, there's a couple other cosmetic changes as well. It's a really cool effect where it kind of flashes between the two, and Mm -hmm. it is a different-looking suit. And like you said, uh, they weren't able to convey a difference in color, so they had to show you something else, and the big shoulders are part of it. Yeah, it's cool. It is super cool. Uh, Then we have the high jump boots. Classic. expands your
1: already tall jump to... A ridiculous amount. Like, you can easily jump much farther than you can see vertically (laughs) in the screen.
0: Yeah, I think it almost doubles the height of your jump. I believe it. (laughs) Uh, And then you get the space jump.
1: Yeah, first time, you know, when I played Super Metroid, I thought a lot of these items were just like, oh, they're new for this, you know, because I never played. Or, spoilers, but uh, yeah, and, and this is where once you, if you jump and you have flipped, you can keep hopping in the air almost infinitely
0: if you're careful about it. Oh, I would say infinitely, but it does take some practice.
1: Yeah. Oh, you, I mean, you definitely can, but it's like you have a, a certain window of time after you jump to, to get your next one in. Right. Like Well, it's
0: a certain amount of time or amount of arc after you hit the apex of the jump.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you wait too long, you won't be able to do it.
0: Yeah. And then once you jump again, it is that same variable jump you start with. So the longer you hold down, the more you jump off that jump. Mm-hmm. I love it. Once, you know, once I got back into using it, I could go across big rooms vertically or horizontally.
1: Yeah, I wasn't very good at going vertically that much, but any of the areas where it's actually required, it wasn't too tough. You know, I I could keep going left or right. No problem. But gaining altitude was a little trickier.
0: Yeah, because it's also harder. You have, I think, less time or it's a harder distance to judge on that vertical path. Yeah, yeah. It takes a little while to get used to, but once you do get used to it, you can now... Visit any part of any cavern or large room
1: absolutely
0: and then there is one more upgrade possibly everyone's favorite upgrade
1: Mm, it's up there
0: and that is the screw attack
1: yes the almighty screw attack which once you have that you are now invincible while you are flipping in the air and you will destroy enemies you contact
0: yeah sadly when you get this in the game there are much fewer flying enemies yeah but it did become integral to my boss uh fighting strategies due to those invincibility jumps
1: you need them yeah for some of them definitely
0: now in addition to all those upgrades when you are out and about in the world you are going to find energy tanks and missile tanks or whatever they're called
1: that's right how
0: there how many energy tanks are there there's six
1: there are but you can only hold five okay I, I swear there's an extra one that we'll t- we can talk about that in our level, by because level. I remember getting one and being like, it's already I, full. I wonder what it'll do.
0: I did, too, and it just refilled my health.
1: Yeah, same here. I, I was very disappointed because it was the hardest one to get.
0: I thought it. Yeah, <laughs> I was confused for other reasons. Like, we'll get there. OK, uh, OK. But then you also find uh, things that missile pods is, I think, what they're called.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And each time you find a missile pod, well, I guess we forgot to mention, each energy tank increases your health by 100, your max health.
1: Yeah, They're indicated by your little squares on the next to your life bar. So every time you would reduce to zero, it'll just roll over to your energy tank.
0: I feel like that is my my favorite health system.
1: It's a good one. It's simple, and it just it gets nice and tight, you know?
0: It's so satisfying to, like, fill up more health or pop over the 100 mark to get that next little dot filled. Yeah, yeah. But as far as missile pods are concerned, uh, there are 22 missile pods in the game. Okay. And each one increases your payload by 10.
1: Which is pretty sweet.
0: And I got all of them.
1: I know I missed at least two. I'm not sure.
0: You get up to 250 if you get them all.
1: Yeah, I I think I was in the 230s or 40s.
0: And that's more than you'll ever need. Yeah, I... But it does let you just be stupid with them.
1: Yeah, it's fun.
0: (laughs) Because in addition to the pods and the tanks... There are like refill stations.
1: Yeah, there's like uh, what the manual calls the missile battery or the big energy ball.
0: And that's exactly what it looks like. It looks like a big old energy ball. Sure does. (laughs) And these things are few and far between, but they are the best. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because they fully refill uh, whatever health limit or missile limit you have.
1: Yes, which can be crucial because grinding up that many missiles or health points is it's kind of
0: impossible in the last part of the game. And yeah, and finally, like we mentioned, there are no lives because you have that large health. And once it's gone, you're dead and you start back to where you saved last. And when you start the game, you do have the choice of three save files. So so this is before you were locked out Pokemon style. Right, right. But uh, yeah, so you can have three different games going. And then I think there is a different ending depending uh, on how well you beat the game.
1: Yeah, I I think it's a time thing.
0: Yeah, I did 100% on this game, so i got the worst ending.
1: oh okay yeah
0: but I, I yeah but i'm pretty sure no, in my yeah, youth yeah. i got the a, a better ending sure since this is a bigger game and going to be a two-parter we eventually figured out that we want to spread our segments amongst the two episodes Mm. So we're not going to talk about the manual today. We're going to save that exciting bit for next episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I do want to ask you, what was your personal experience with this game, Nick?
1: Well, I, I never played this as a youth. And in fact, I had never played it at all until a few years ago. And I gave it a try. I got, I don't know how many Metroids. I probably killed about 10 of them before. My cat barfed on the computer and I lost all those save files. So I... Kind of, I didn't pick it back up yet until
0: now. Well, that is the opposite of my story, because this is one I owned. Nice. I, you know, I played a lot of the original Metroid. I never owned it, but I there was enough people in my neighborhood that had it, that I could borrow it for long stretches of time. Right, right. I never beat it, but I always liked it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when this came out and I saw the graphics, I was like, whoa, this looks just like the Nintendo one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did get it, I think, for Christmas that year. Nice and i played it a lot um i did beat it as a child uh the first time i beat it was the summer after i got it when i was at my grandmother's for the week where i had cool. no cable or i was not allowed to bring my nintendo oh uh, but thanks but i had this samus had your back yes she did well then nick what was your more recent experience with this game
1: well sir i beat this game uh i played it probably in about four settings uh,
0: okay i think i was about the same yeah yeah it went by a little quicker than i was kind of expecting in a way i could see that um now do you know how long you played for it does give you a time at the end
1: ah i didn't write it down but i can i, I did get the good ending so it was Wait, what, what less do you think
0: three hours so which... you got suitless samus yeah yeah okay so that was less than three hours
1: that's what I, I thought i yeah i was kind of surprised but now did you use a map or anything after a certain point i did because I, I did get stuck okay but I didn't really uh, poke around as much for hidden items, you know, as as I normally would in a Metroid. So I feel like I kind of just breezed. I, I like I said, I didn't get, I did get all the energy tanks, but I didn't get all of the missiles by a long shot.
0: Yeah, I, I think my I was just over seven hours. Okay, line. so uh, I don't really know why, but I just I did once I was in the zone, I just kept going. Yeah, no, it's it's a fun game, Indeed. But I then also beat it. Uh, I did cheat slightly, uh, you know. I saved like every a little more often than uh at the save points but Mm -hmm. it really did not come into play
1: i only truly cheated in the final boss battle yes
0: yeah and i only uh cheated that once okay so i once i figured out what to do and remembered then it was i was like what do i do here and then i remembered (laughs) my old strategy and it was over in a heartbeat
1: yeah yeah
0: folks here we are in the general chat portion of our show and i would just like to start by saying that this game is not only way easier than i remembered it but much easier than everyone uh says it is oh yeah i for some reason has this online or undeserved reputation for being hard and confusing really i that's i mean yeah I, i believe you but i i
1: just it doesn't seem right like i was kind of surprised at this game where i was like this is a lot easier than I thought it was going to be, just because of it being a Metroid game.
0: Yeah. A lot of that stems from the fact that this is kind of light on the Metroidvania tropes.
1: It, it is. Uh, the exploration is kind of turned down a bit in this game.
0: Because you are limited to these smaller chunks of the map. Yeah. Now you can always backtrack, but everything you need to move forward is in the whatever the new kind of sequestered area is.
1: Yes, it is a much, it's a more linear progression. Like, you're not wandering past where they want you to be Yes. at any time.
0: And, you know, you can't because there is lava blocking the path in many places. So yeah. That lava will not go away until you have defeated the correct number of Metroids.
1: Yeah, at some certain numbers, you will just hear a kind of earthquake. The screen will shake. Yeah, and then you head back to... That one big main shaft kind of in the middle of the of the map, and usually the lava has lowered to a newer level that exposes some new caves.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of your basic loop. And I think because yeah. of that, it is, it is definitely easier because you can't get too far out in the weeds or go past what you were looking for.
1: Yeah, there's not as much wandering. There There is a little because you typically have an, you know, you do get your little area to explore, mm-hmm. but... Pretty quickly, I usually found that it's like, oh, I blew back now or, you know, I'm just looking around for to try to find as many Metroids as I can up here to trigger that earthquake.
0: And there are, I think, a lot less overtly like secret passages or really, Mm -hmm. you know, obfuscated areas that in the first one, it's kind of confusing. You'd be like, how do I know to get through here? Yeah. But in this one, it's all either, you know, fairly well telegraphed or just, you know, the Metroids are out in the open for the most part.
1: Yeah, yeah. And most of your items as well you know aside from the missiles and you know i I don't remember having to hunt for Mm -mm. any of the like uh, upgrades and stuff i I would typically find them before i knew i needed them or i was kind of surprised at the pace of i was like oh wow i already got all these beams and
0: like (laughs) every like 10 or 15 minutes you know in the very first half of the game they just really start stacking them on i mean you get the Spider ball so quick, the jump ball so quick, like, boom, yeah, boom, boom. Yeah. They're just throwing these abilities at you. And like you said, it's like just one after another. And I really like it, actually. I think it's great because it empowers yeah. you really early on. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought, I don't know, it was it was a nice little surprise. Uh, the one downside is that since you can't, like, save the guns you had before, and that because this game is a lot more linear in your path, uh-huh. there's not really a lot of opportunity to go back. And change out guns if you wanted to you just have to backtrack through a lot of areas
1: yeah and I, I never really felt like it was that necessary until the very end of course when you want your ice beam but i was fine with it and then you know there's a point where you do find that one room or that chamber where it's the four yeah has beams it.
0: although it's i mean the only that's only one area and then it's right away you're gonna need that ice beam
1: yeah i know it's uh it's really dumb i
0: like i I feel like that should have been a little further back in the game but then again where because this game's so quick through all those you know it seems like a lot the 30 some metroids but five at a time you know that number drops pretty quick yeah and then what did you think about the metroids in this game because the other conceit is that these metroids are not just your standard toothed jellyfish that clamp on your head right they're evolving
1: yeah you get some i think the manual says they're mutated but you get like the okay But I don't know if that's actually canon anymore. I don't know how that worked out, but you get like the Alpha, Gamma, Zeta, and Omega Metroid forms. And a queen. Yes, and
0: a queen at the end. So I think the Alpha and the Gamma look really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Omega and Zeta, less cool. Yeah, they are more humanoid, kind of. Yeah, but they're so like squat and like round, they look more like cute and pudgy than they do menacing. They have a bit of a goofiness to them, especially the Zeta one, I think. But. Yeah, Omega kind of pulls it off. The Zeta, not so much.
1: But that's, you know, this game is full of lots of nice little touches that are like storytelling. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's really brilliant visual storytelling where you almost always see a cracked Metroid husk.
0: Yeah, the original Metroid Husk. Yeah,
1: that looks like the classic Metroid, and then you move past it, and or usually pretty close by, you'll see the the, the Alpha or whatever.
0: Yeah, and that's great because that means, hey, switch to your missiles since it is an awkward button press. Yeah.
1: Showtime, and then and then you know as you start to encounter the more advanced forms, you'll see an Alpha one turn into a Gamma, gamma one, or from there to a Zeta, and there from that to an Omega. So it you know it, it keeps you informed on what's going on with the metroid biology
0: yeah and you know what i think that also expands to the backgrounds as well Mm -hmm. because they don't have the interesting color choices to differentiate between the the worlds or the areas but they do a really good job of making like the ruins as it's you know of the civilization area Mm -hmm. you know look distinctly different than the caverns and whatnot just through textures
1: yes they do have a large variety of textures and i commend them for it because. Even with it, it does get a bit confusing.
0: There is a, some areas where, especially when the geometry repeats, you can be yeah. a little confused as to am I in the same hallway I was in before, or the same shaft? Yeah, <laughs> uh, there is a little bit of that, of that. But you know what? That exact same thing happens in the original Metroid as well.
1: Yeah, even with colors. So yeah. <laughs> well, this this one too. Like, there's a lot more. I don't know, it felt kind of like empty, Certain a lot of like empty hallways sometimes. And it's not really a complaint, but being able to see enemies helps me to remember where I am sometimes, the
0: different foes. And that is one of my bigger complaints about this game, is that there are a lot less enemies in it, especially that back half the game. It is very sparse.
1: Well, yeah, it's like they're barely even a factor sometimes. And, And there's quite a few different enemies, but they're actually like six (laughs) or maybe eight of them that are constantly reskinned to different areas you know
0: yes which i mean it is cool because i do like that these different biomes would have different creatures in them but i would have liked to seen a little bit more
1: like which one were you talking about well there there's just quite a few of the where it if you think of in the original metroid i think they were called rippers where it's a a very small flat enemy that just flies back and forth they're kind of Mm -hmm. a pain to hit they're not deadly or anything but you see three or four different versions of those just around and you know there's not much real difference between them right i mean it's nice that they look different and that actually does kind of help me navigate in certain ways but I just didn't feel the action part of Metroid, kind of, against the enemies. They were—they always seemed really underpowered, kind of, you know?
0: Oh, for sure. Until the very end, when you get to some that are armored, but they're so sparse that it, you really just don't even have to engage with them if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I did want to talk about was the sound of this game, because I think that one of the best ways they tell you where to go is through music. For sure like you know they have the different themes and you always know when you're on the right path because like the musical kick back in or that's when you've rediscovered like the new level of the main shaft
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm,
0: mm. but it does do that classic metroid thing of giving you a very light touch of just a feel in a lot of the areas
1: yeah they know what they're doing they nailed it in all of the metroids this is no exception where you just have ambient or atmospheric here it's a lot of bleeps and bloops and Mm -hmm. A lot of them I really like the sound of because they're like old school arcade or computer things that it's good stuff.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as far as that goes, the sound effects are also great. Metroid has a really satisfying set of noises for door openings and like Mm -hmm. the kind of Mm -hmm. ripping noise certain enemies make when they're hit.
1: Yeah. And I mean, with a few exceptions, it mostly sounds very good. It's just sometimes this isn't the only Game Boy game, but certain high notes really come off shrill you know right. what i mean like where it's just like oh i wish it was just a little lower like even though i like what you're doing for the most part it'll just like squeak at you like the the opening theme i think in this game kind of i was like whoo turn it down a notch <laughs> yeah
0: now as far as the boss fights go in this game i feel like most of the metroids are pretty easy to take care of yeah uh, until you get to the omega level yeah,
1: even then, it's I I really felt like, for the most part, they they were very easy up until then, and then it just becomes a huge, like, life and missile sponge, where you're like, oh, okay, this is going to take, like, 40 missiles.
0: Yeah, well, there is, like, a strategy I kind of worked out, partially remembered with those, and, you know, we'll talk about that more. Well, I'll talk about it now. I don't care. Okay. But basically, it wants to be a certain distance from you. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of maintain this weird spacing in front of it where you can always get like four or five shots off Yeah, yeah. if you dodge one or two of its energy balls. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, you know, even though they're armored in some way, they're so slow moving and they don't have a very like crazy movement pattern that you can always position yourself, you know, in in a very advantageous way.
1: Yes. Unless they're in some weird room. There are certain rooms that are like full of dirt and you have to shoot it out of the way. That can be tough just to maneuver kind of or to get to be able to shoot Uh, them you know
0: side note huge pet peeve of mine that this game uh also you know angered me about is if there is destroyable dirt or whatever yeah there better be at least one hidden thing in it somewhere and there's not in this game
1: oh that's true yeah or at least not that i found i I assumed there was more not according to the
0: maps i was looking at let's put it that way because i was like is there there's gonna be like a health in here or something no something no which does bring me to the point that you know all you know even though you didn't find them all most of the energy tanks and the missile pods or whatever are either right on the path or you can see them easily through like one or two blocks of the wall.
1: Yeah, and you, you don't have to wander around in random areas being like, oh, outside of my visibility range, there's the item.
0: Yeah, there are a few places where you can see the things you need to get to, but there's no way of getting to them from where you're at and you have to like mm-hmm. go around to another area. That's yeah. few and far between.
1: Yeah, yeah. And since most of the, the real meaty items, you know, your spring balls and high jumps and all that stuff, it's th- those aren't really that hidden. I, no. I, I typically found them very easily, you know? Yeah. So I, I kind of didn't really explore as much as I would have because all the good stuff seemed to be given to me, you know? I, I don't know. It, despite the semi-linear or the more linear approach to the areas in the, in the game.
0: No, I can see that this game is definitely uh, what I would say it's a reaction to the difficulty of the first Metroid for sure, and yeah. maybe it oversteers just a little too much. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know how much of the gameplay was
1: changed for hardware differences, maybe mm-hmm. because you know you do have a smaller screen and visibility. the last thing we really haven't talked about is that your sprite is huge. Yes, so you're you're taking up a big chunk
0: of the of the screen. Mm-hmm. and they I do think, a good job of moving it around you and whatnot but man I really do wish that Samus was just a little bit smaller
1: yeah it would be nice but and, and you know like I said a lot of the enemies seem less frequent in this game and I think part of it is the necessity of the smaller screen not giving you enough time to react necessarily mm-hmm. and would you sure. jump so high in your screen you know like you're constantly entering <laughs> new areas and it moves quickly and, and fairly I, I never got tricked or gotcha momented out of it so i I think they dealt with it in a decent way
0: and i think the reason they want these big sprites is because one it gives them the fidelity they want it looks just like the nes version or a little better in some ways sure yeah uh and then it also gives them room to have some really nice big smooth animations absolutely samus looks awesome in this game yeah her run you can even see the opening of the missile port on the gun yeah they totally you know and
1: like we mentioned with the various suit where you you can't just change colors like they used in the first game to signify things so there's usually some other visual indicator that just looks cool
0: yeah and the way she jumps looks great the spin all of it top notch Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm All right, folks, this is our level by level portion of the show. And as you've seen, this is going to be a two-parter. So we're not going through all of the levels today. We're just going to start you out with the very beginning of the game. Yeah. As we progress, we'll probably talk about them in each new area that is unlocked when the lava falls.
1: Lava chunks, if you will.
0: And the game starts with you outside of your ship. That's right. Is this the first appearance of Samus's sweet spaceship? I think so. It's got a name, doesn't it? that we don't know
1: ah i don't know i don't know the name it's called the samus mobile
0: i it's just samus aaron's gunship
1: well i think we should call it greased lightning
0: well i'll get some overhead lifters and some four (laughs) barrel quads Uh, oh yeah oh yeah now you start out there but you can return to the ship whenever you want and it this is the beginning of uh, it also healing you Mm, yes does it refill your missiles also i think so you know i don't know because i never came back to it i didn't either until the end of the game yeah because there's no real reason to you start out on the surface but really quickly you are in a cave descending into this planet and what planet is this it's a number
1: yeah, this is sr 388
0: which you know we haven't really discussed in this episode i'm not sure if we did their one, but you know metroid is a reaction and a takeoff of the alien franchise yes because what's the lv5 Some what is the name yeah. of the planet something along those lines as a huge fan i still don't even remember because it's just a bunch of letters and numbers (laughs) indeed it's a series of numbers that can be a day and that's what they claim that aliens day is or whatever but
1: oh okay
0: but in this game you know you are going down into this planet right away you find a shaft drop down to what looks like a structure from the first game
1: yeah it's very similar to the very beginning of the first area of metroid where you have the you know you can head left or right Mm mm-hmm and there's a little path underneath for your morph ball. Yes. There is a save point right there. And in fact, if you do go to the right, you will eventually find the first area where it's blocked off by the lava.
0: Yeah, there's nothing you can do.
1: And then, so in classic Metroid fashion, you head to the left first.
0: Just really throw things up there. And if you're me, you think, oh, I'm going to go get the bomb.
1: Oh, right, yeah. But you don't. No, it, it goes forth into some caverns where... See lots of weird enemies.
0: Yeah, you got like little flying left and right things. You got there's, like a jumping two two legged toad creature.
1: Yeah, there's hornodes, sumuris, or they stick around, creep along the walls. And the little flying things are called yumbos, and they seem to look like a weird mosquito kind of.
0: Mm, I could see that.
1: They have that like arrow pointing. Yeah, nose, if you will.
0: Uh, but eventually, you will make your way to. The very first Metroid you find. And it is sitting on the ground.
1: Yeah, you actually get to see this one molt.
0: Yep. It comes out of its shell. Not unlike the Turtles in their hit rock album.
1: Darn tootin'. And, you know, this is some good storytelling here because you see it. So, you know, you're like, okay, this was a Metroid that evolved or grew up or
0: whatever. Yeah. You see the shell still there once you defeat it. And now once you fight this, uh, just like a normal Metroid, it only can be hurt with missiles yes and, and it takes five missiles to kill an alpha i think so and they,
1: they have some very easy ai kind of where they just kind of swoop at you from time to time and fly you know they're they're pretty pretty easy foes
0: now it does have an armored back and top yeah. but its weakness is sadly for it its belly yeah if you're
1: if you maneuver it right like they'll, they'll keep like swooping down on you if you can get below it and just time your missile shots right
0: yeah, if you can get underneath one with like some sort of restrictor, albeit be it a wall or ledge or something, yeah. you can take these out super quick with uh, vertical shots. As you should. Now, the downside of the missile is that if you are across the room, it is so slow and yes. you have to wait for the first one to disappear before you can shoot another one or re-aim.
1: Yeah, so I always try to save them for very close range with Metroids and then just blast as many off as I can.
0: <laughs> that is a great tactic. Now, once you defeat that Metroid, you get your first uh, set of refills. Yeah, little missile tanks and the big energy ball. But once you've killed it, you notice that first earthquake. Yes, the rumbling. And that means you can now move to the right.
1: Yes, and if you return, this is the only way you can go. And you will notice that now you can follow the cave downward to a new level where you will see the lava has receded too. lower depth, but you can move along it to the right up into our first true new area to explore.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, this is a new area we'll refer to as area one.
1: Okay. And this is where, you know, it opens up and starts, you're like, okay, this is this feels like a metroid, you know? Yeah. Because you've got several like split paths where you can go up to the big there's a big cavern area and then lots of little tunnels and shafts down there.
0: And as you mentioned, not only are there new places to explore but you've got four new metroids to take care of
1: that's right and they're all alphas so they're not too tough
0: no and along the way you can pick up the ice beam Mm -hmm. another energy tank
1: i think this Uh, is where this area has the bomb and the spider ball
0: yeah so it's like right away you've got a ton going on and four missile pods
1: yeah and because you do you start with 30 missiles right
0: yes so already I, i was like whoa like this game is throwing it at me. <laughs> yeah, you are fully armed and operational right off the bat. And then at the very top of this area is a set of refill spots once you get that spider ball.
1: Yes, hidden up in the ceiling. Pretty cool. And that's a frequent thing will, will occur a few more times throughout these caves where you always want to check the ceilings with the spider ball because frequently you'll see a suspicious flat patch that can be bombed.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, anytime you see a suspicious patch, bomb it. That's my motto.
1: Yeah. yes i hate i hate them. this area does introduce some of that like evil seaweed looking spiky stuff you know uh mm-hmm. i it thought makes... it was like thorns yeah yeah thorns like i i don't know if it's destroyable here it is later but whenever you fall into anything even if it's not that damaging you get that big like and it sends you like it is kind of scary yeah damage in
0: this game can really knock you around
1: yeah and, and you do have to watch out because there's you know it all looks and sounds the same no matter how deadly the damage is
0: now there are spikes in this area they're not one hit kill spikes these are easy to deal with spikes
1: yes thank there's uh, a
0: turrets one shot kills turrets easy and more creatures that you know hug the the edge things that fly back and forth there are a couple of goofy uh additions to this area like the weird i don't even know what they are they look like a tube worm or a flappy slug they pop up and then they yes. like wave back down uh, to the ground
1: like a leaf they are called shoot leeches
0: okay well a uh, two worm leech close and they are goofy looking but i love
1: they, they have these big eyes that make them where i'm like this is too cute for me to kill but
0: you'll kill everyone
1: i yes i need they need to die
0: and then uh you know sadly not as much further in the game but this level or this area area 1 has uh some good i don't know what they're called but you know the creatures that jump out of the pots the endless stream where you get to, like, once you've farmed enough, you know, things from them, they'll stop spawning.
1: Yeah, there's a couple different iterations. I think these are Screeks here. They look like a beaked kind of bird, legless, wingless bird. Yeah. Maybe. And, you know,
0: these are those things. This is, If you need to refill your health and you can't get up to the top, this is where you do it.
1: Yeah. Although I feel like after you kill eight or ten or so, like, you'll hear this little kind of, it almost sounds like a fart. And then they'll stop spawning
0: yeah i think it's the same way for at least super metroid
1: yeah yeah so but i think you can just leave the screen and come back if, if you really need more
0: yeah now you can take on the metroids in any order yeah which is a, a a plus and a minus yeah it's not as big of a deal here but eventually when they're sometimes a little harder to find if you miss one then you're kind of stuck like retracing your steps looping back around etc
1: yeah when you think you've got them all and you're waiting for that earthquake sound and it never comes you're like oh
0: but you know you defeat your four metroids in this area and you get that earthquake and then you can head on back to that central shaft area and that is the end of area one next week we're going to go over the Manual, some other stuff, and break into Area 2 and beyond. Yeah. So if you haven't picked this game up, find a copy of it any way you can and play along with us, friends.
1: That's right. And if you want to let us know what your favorite Metroid mutation is, you can do so at CartridgeCommand at gmail.com. How do you feel about the exobiology on planet
0: SR388? It is truly an interesting divergence for the Metroid. But you can also let us know on Facebook at CartridgeCommand or on the Twitterverse at CartCommand where we sometimes let you know when new shows drop, but we always try to respond to any messages we get to you on there. Uh, We love hearing from you all, and we must, of course, go out of our way to thank those awesome, wonderful folks that give to us every month at patreon.com slash cartridge command. And as their uh, support that makes this show possible. You know, we do this in our spare time, and thanks to all of our patrons, they pay for our hosting fees, uh, any equipment we need, that kind of stuff. And, you know, it just gives us that little extra drive to get this show out there for you all yes it does if you don't give consider doing so even a dollar helps and we really do appreciate every bit so thank you all very very much yeah thank you and as always cartridge commandos game game on. on
1: Game on. Game on. Game, on. Game on. That is right. And if you want to, I've totally spaced it. What's
0: your favorite? <laughs> uh, the next one. Now the Wex, Wex Neppen upgrade. <sniffs>